Is there a supernatural dimension? A world beyond the one we know? Is there life after death? Do angels exist? Can our dreams contain messages from heaven? Can we tap into ancient secrets of the supernatural? Are healing miracles real? Sid Roth has spent over 35 years researching the strange world of the supernatural. Join Sid for this edition of It's Supernatural. Thank you. Welcome. Welcome to my world where it's naturally supernatural. My guest is a daughter of one of the generals of the faith. And I guess the devil felt if he could take her out, he could kind of take away some of the wonderful things her father, Norval Hayes, did. Thirteen times, listen to me, thirteen times she had life-threatening diseases from kidney failure to heart disease to cancer. And this young woman is moving higher than her father moved because this young woman represents and will teach you the most stubborn faith I've ever encountered. Uh, you know, Zona, those people that don't know you, I think, oh, what a glamorous life. Uh, you, you, your buddies uh, were your father's friends, Kenneth Hagen, Lester Summerall. Exactly. Uh, Joel Osteen's father, uh, uh, it just, I, I mean, and it must have been wonderful for you, but you had a tragedy at a young age. Uh, you haven't even, you didn't see your mother since 10 years of age because your folks got a divorce. Right. It must have been very crushing when they got that divorce just as a 10-year-old. It was crushing, and um, with my dad being a businessman, and uh, I had my dad had prayed and told the Lord, said, I don't believe that her mother's going to raise her to, to serve you. And Lord, I want you to deal with her. I, I would love to raise her and to teach her to serve God. And so one night I came in after visiting my dad in the hotel and I told my mother, I said, it's not that I don't love you, but my dad needs me. And she said, what do you mean? I said, I want to live with my dad because I want him to take me to Cleveland, Tennessee and raised me so I could play with my cousin. And so the next day she had my clothes ready and we left. Now, as a teenager, uh, she had something awful happen to, to her. She had 42 growths all over her body and she'd go to the doctor, the doctor would cut it off, uh, and then they grow right back. So her father, being a pragmatic businessman, Norval Hayes, uh, he says, I'm not taking you to the doctor anymore. Uh, that, that made you even angrier. Then Kenneth Hagen gave him a thought. What did Kenneth Hagen tell him? Well, Kenneth Hagen told him, he said, um, I hear that Zona's got dad problems. 
And my dad looked at me and Kenneth Hagin said, my dad said, well, she's wanting me to take and get those growths cut off and they all come back and bring their cousins with them. <laughs> and so there was 42 growths on my body and Kenneth Hagin said, oh, normal, I can curse those growths just like Jesus did the fig tree and they'll die and disappear. But, but he then went to a meeting, he didn't curse the growths and your father's getting desperate. He's praying for all he's worth and he gets taken to heaven. <laughs> what, what happened in heaven? God spoke to him in an audible voice and he said, how long are you going to put up with those growths on your daughter's body? My dad said, what do you mean? They're not on my body, they're on her body. He said, you're the head of your house. What goes on in your house, if it's not victory, is your fault. And so he cursed, he, uh, he said, you curse those growths in my name, just like I did the fig tree, and they'll die and disappear if you will believe and not doubt, son. So my dad came back in his body, came in the living room. I was sitting with my boyfriend on the couch and he put his hands on my knees and he cursed those growths at the root in Jesus' name and commanded them to disappear. And he, said, he asked my boyfriend, he said, do you believe in not doubt, son? And he went, yeah, whatever you say, Mr. Hayes, whatever you say. I don't blame him. You know, <laughs> what are you going to say? And so anyway, my dad liked to drove me nuts. For about six, well, it's about six what months. What was he doing for six months? How was he praying for you and how often? He wasn't praying for me at all. He was confessing a hundred times a day and they weren't going anywhere. And he was, he was driving my mind. So I met him in the hall one day and I said, look, Dad, you're about to drive me nuts. <laughs> I said, look, these growths, they have not disappeared. He said, he, he said I don't see nothing. I don't see nothing, and I'll, he danced around only like my dad could. He snapped his fingers and <laughs> made a twirl, and he said, they don't have no choice. They have to die and disappear. Thank you, Lord, for removing the growths off my daughter's body. And, and at the end of 90 days, what happens? I was a sophomore in high school, and I came in, and I was changing out my dresses. Sister Hagen had taught me how to sort my clothes out because I didn't have a mother, and she did. And so I was putting my spring, winter, summer, and fall clothes together. And so I'd reach up and I'd get a dress and I'd see those growths and I'd put the dress on the bed. And I'd reach up and I'd put the dress on the bed. About the sixth time of me reaching up, they were gone. They're gone. Why well, it scared me. 42? All gone. of them were gone. gone. What, 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 a, what effect did that have on you? When they were well, all I gone. just about, I, I liked passed out. I looked everywhere for them and I ran out of the room <laughs> and my dad met me and I said, Dad, Dad, look, 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 your ghosts are gone, they're gone, they're gone. And he, I said, Dad, I don't even, I don't even let anybody know I'm a Christian at school because I want to be popular. I said, but you work for God. I don't do nothing. And you mean he loves me this much to remove 42 growths and I don't even work for him? And the Spirit of God came on us. And I'm telling you, it was a glorious time. Now, you would think someone like that would serve God with every fiber of their being the rest of their life. But uh, Zona gets married at 17. Her husband goes off to war, sends her, uh, uh, not a Dear John letter. Yeah, dear, it was a Dear John letter. Dear, <laughs> yeah, dear Jane letter. Uh, he wants a divorce. And she goes berserk. Don't go away. We'll pick up right here. right back to It's Supernatural. 
Many viewers report testimonies of miracles, signs and wonders, and healings as a result of watching It's Supernatural. I had a tearing of my thoracic aorta and was flown to a major medical facility. Statistically, only 6 in 10 survived this. I woke one night from a dream with angels surrounding me and singing. At that time, all my pain was gone. With faith and prayer, I have been healed. Three months later, the CT scan was negative. When your guests started playing music, I thought I misheard as the music seemed to have more than one instrument. I felt so much love, like liquid love. I never thought that that would be taken to the throne room of God through music. I have unexplainable joy, peace, happiness, and love. It's amazing. Said one morning while watching your show at Supernatural, you said somebody's hip has just been healed. After you said those words, I got up from the couch and discovered that my hip pain was gone. If you've been touched through watching It's Supernatural, share your testimony at sidroth.org forward slash praise. We now return to It's Supernatural. So, uh, Zona Hayes Morrow uh, has, has seen miracles her whole life, but she gets married young, her husband goes off to war, divorces her, and she goes out having fun, clubbing. But uh, a couple by the name of the Goodwins gave your father a prophetic word. What was that? The Goodwins gave my father a word, and, and they, it sa- it, the word said, the thing that you want the most you in know, the world is the not going to happen. The world that you want to happen is not. She's going gone to too far. She can't She's come back on her own. She can't come back. When she comes in two at two or three o'clock in the morning, you tell her you, tell her you, her love, you love her, and you tell her I love her, and then you shut up because she doesn't believe anybody loves her. And that's what my dad did. He created an atmosphere of love. He stopped yelling at me. And because he was frustrated because I was a backslid and I wasn't raised that way. And um, he created an atmosphere of the love of God in our home. Now, one day after that atmosphere of love, he puts his hands and prays for Zona on the bed. She's not there. She's out clubbing. She gets home. What happened, Zona? Well, when I got uh, before, uh, right before he put his hand on the bed, said, he asked me, he said, how, what is it going to have to do? What is God going to have to do to bring you back to him? I said, well, he'll have to knock me in the head. I said, Dad, the church members hadn't even come and see me in three years. And I see them at the club. Why would I serve their God? I said, so why do I want to, why do I want to serve their God? And so he, and so he said, well, so when I left, he said, he put his hands on the bed and he said, God, you, you heard her. You do back. what you have to do to bring her back. Four o'clock in the morning, I came in. I laid down on the bed. I was on my right side and I turned over and my eyes were even with a belt buckle. Whose belt buckle? My angel. He was as big as three men. And so if his belt buckle was even with the edge of my bed, well, you can imagine how big he was. Must have been pretty intimidating. You're you're a short woman. (laughs) I know. And he was sitting Indian style. He put his right leg over his left, and he got up, and he just stood there and looked at me. I tried to scream, but nothing would come out. And he walked out of the room. I heard him walk down the hall, and I walked down the hall, and he was waiting at the back door, and he walked through the wall. Well, that just, I, I ran to my dad's room, and he said, he said, do you know who that was? And I said, who? He said, your angel. I said, I don't want him. 
I, I, he's too big. I said, I want a little one with wings. <laughs> but he said, no, it takes a big one for you. You're so flaky. <laughs> How would you like to pray for your backslidden children and have an angel that big come there? It was very intimidating was to very you. very intimidating. And, and then, of course, she very quickly became a believer in the Messiah. But because, why? You saw the spirit of death three times exactly. in your life. Tell me uh, what the spirit of death looks like. I, I can't even comprehend. I saw the spirit of death the first time in Sheffield, Alabama. It walked through the wall and it said to, it said to me, he's, he looked at me, he pointed his finger at me. He said, I'm going to kill you because you're the closest thing I can get to normal Hayes. Well, I wouldn't even ministry then. He said, because you, he, but he knew that eventually I would take the torch and be mentored by my father, which he's my mentor. And because it works. What he teaches works. And I'm going to teach it. And I teach it now. He has but such he, a passion against cancer, heart trouble. Do you have that same passion? I have that same passion. And let me tell you, I, I, went to, I had an appointment at a doctor's office. And I, and I had a sore on my foot. And the devil tries to sneak in any way he can. And I told him I was confirming my appointment and something inside me, I had been doctoring a sore on my foot and something inside of me said, it was the Holy Spirit said, oh, I need for you to look at a, at, at a place on my foot. I went in and the doctor said, you, you said, I wasn't gonna tell him, I wasn't gonna say anything. He said, you want me to look at a place on your foot? I said, yes, sir. He looked at it and he said, surgery, surgery in the morning at eight o'clock. It was three malignant cancer cells inside of my foot, a li I mean a micro, in just micro from the bone. And they, of course, and they did, what did I do? I had to do, God met me where my faith was because I didn't even know anything was going on. But the devil meant to sneak in. But the Holy Spirit will speak through you when you give your life to him, and he knows everything. Tell me about what, because I'm curious, what does the spirit of death look like? It looks like it's, it's just exactly, it's black, and it, had, it pointed its finger, it's a hood. I, when I was in Birmingham, Alabama, the third, last time the spirit of death appeared to me, he stood right by my bed. I stood up out of my bed and I looked at him face to face. I said, you, he said, I'm going to kill you because you're not carrying this message on how to make the devil leave you alone. He said, you're, I'm not going to leave people alone. I said, oh yeah, you're going to leave. I bind you and I command you to go from me, never to return again. And you have to say it with authority because the devil works with authority. You don't have to scream. It's all in the way you say it because your your feet. He's under your feet, and you have to tell the devil to go. The spirit of death. And when he when he and he left, that in a split second, and he's never been back. Well, you know, she has insight into how to fight in the invisible world. Most people, uh, they get the doctor's report, they have the symptoms inside of them, and they don't understand that the battle of faith is based on the Word of God in the invisible world, and, and, and they pray one prayer, they mean it, and nothing happens, but you 
pray over and over again. Uh, when we come back, uh, I, I want you to talk to me about a couple of the life-threatening conditions you had and how you got rid of them in the power of Jesus. It's different. You know, I was talking to her dad, Norval Hayes, and, and he said to me, most Christians, even spirit-filled Christians, don't understand how faith operates. We'll be right back. We'll be right back to It's Supernatural! Zona Hayes-Morrow has faced death 13 times, has been through anorexia, bulimia, kidney failure, dialysis, anemic blood condition, low potassium, was diagnosed with lupus and given 30 days to live and almost died of congestive heart failure. Now she wants to impart to you the supernatural keys given to her by her father, Norval Hayes, and from the other generals of the faith, so you too can be an overcomer and walk in every promise that God has for your life. Call now and get Zona's powerful book, Get a Grip, What to Do When You're at the End of Your Rope and her anointed three-part audio CD teaching, Overcoming Faith. Yours for a gift of only $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9195. God's supernatural healing miracle power can flow through you every single day. Through this powerful book and anointed three-part audio CD teaching, you will receive an impartation of stubborn faith that will never quit. Obtain supernatural power to walk in faith every moment of the day. Understand how supernatural faith and patience work Work together to bring victory. Don't miss out on getting Zona's powerful book, Get a Grip, What to Do When You're at the End of Your Rope, and her anointed three-part audio CD teaching, Overcoming Faith. Yours for a gift of only $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9195. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural, P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9195 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. We now return to It's Supernatural. Sid Roth here with Zona Hayes-Moron. Uh, Zona, you've been attacked with life-threatening things, and you have won each time. Uh, in 94, you had uh, what the doctors diagnosed as kidney failure. Tell me about that. Well, they diagnosed me to be put on dialysis, and... Um, I got down to 64 pounds, mm. and um, I was getting tired. That's, that's how people die, is when they get tired. I, I've seen people get so tired that they give up. Oh, that's exactly and right. And that's but, when the devil hits you. But any disease, anything, any kind of a disease, or high blood pressure, or diabetes, is a name that a doctor put on a devil. Period. I like that. I like that. And it's, it, it's not normal, you know? And, um, and so I asked the Lord, I said, what do I do, Lord? I'm getting, I mean, I was talking to him. I never said it out loud. Nobody, I never, I, I talked very little when I was on dialysis because you start talking symptoms and symptoms are, they're just, they're not real and they're just symptoms. And, um, and so I asked the Lord what to do. And he said, I want you to go in the dialysis center, and there's 50 dialysis um, recliners in there. I want you to take a blanket, and I want you to put the blanket over your head because you cannot watch and see what that machine is doing. It's taking all of your blood out of your body and cleansing it and putting it back in your body. Don't watch that. You're, you're, you are, or you'll get more tired, and that's when you'll die. 
I said, okay. So did you really pull the blanket sure over your head? Sure what did the other people think? They thought I, I just went in automatically and I put the blanket over me and stuck my arm out. I had a fistula and they put needles in my arm and they, they all, of course, they were hollering at me, Zona, Zona, Zona. And they said, put the blanket down. And I thought, no, I'm not doing it. I'm not going to look at the machine. So for three months, I never looked at the machine again. You know, Zona, you, you told me something else that impressed me. You see, as a young girl, she would go around with her father, but she really wouldn't listen to a word he was teaching. Uh, she had it memorized, but she really didn't have it in her heart, wasn't really comprehending. You know, she was tuning him out. Then God tells you to read his books. When I read my father's book, see, this was two years before I was attacked again. He said, I want you to read my book through seven times. Then I want you to read it through once a month until I tell you to quit because you're going to need it. I had to keep my, I had to start building myself up for when they diagnosed me with dialysis the second time. Mm. They gave me 24 hours to live if I did not go on dialysis the second time. And when I, I did that, the Lord, I mean, he just miraculously, when I didn't react, I did not react when they said, you're going to have to go back on dialysis. All I said was to myself, not again. And so I got, I just started praying and just kept real quiet except for speaking to the Lord. And um, it's just, you know, I saw myself healed. I'd stand in the bathroom and I'd close the door and I'd take a glass of water. I'd pour it in the commode. I'd tear toilet tissue off. I'd flush the commode and I'd say, thank you, Lord, for, for a miracle in my kidneys. I'd flush the commode. I'd go to the sink, put the cup down, wash my hands, straighten my clothes. I'd do that about five or six times a day because faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of so God. So you were seeing yourself heal, as a healed person, using the toilet normal, flushing the commode. You, you picture what she's doing? I mean, but that, that is uh, such a stubborn faith. If you hadn't exercised that stubborn faith, do you think you'd be here right now? I would not. I would not. If I didn't remember how my dad stood in the gap for me, how he stood in the gap for the growths, I was a six-month baby a six-and-a-half, seven-month baby. And I weighed four pounds, ten ounces when I was born. Um, had a, got a blood disease. Got ran over by a car, and the car drugged me under it and dropped me off. Different things that happened. And the devil, when he, the first time that spirit of death came to me, he said, I am going to kill you because you're the closest thing I can get to normal Hayes to make him stop. That's exactly. But, the, but he missed, he, he made a mistake. That's he right. He picked on this little lady that says, <laughs> devil, that's enough. I believe that you can pray right now and people are going to be healed all over the audience. Would you do that? Yes, I will. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for all these people, Lord, the viewers, the people in the audience here. And I thank you, Lord, for your healing power, your authoritative power. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Not when you read, in the power of the tongue. 
I thank you, Lord, that your healing power flows from the top of their head to the soles of their feet, driving out everything that's not victory in their minds, in their bodies, in their families, in their finances, every single thing. Satan, you're a liar. You take your hands. Diabetes, you go in Jesus' name. High blood pressure, you go in Jesus' name. Kidney stones, go in Jesus' name. Liver problems, go. I speak to every person's body right now that's viewing this program, and I thank you, Lord. All they have to do is start thanking you, Jesus, for your miracle-working power, for your healing power flowing through my body, and your delivering power in Jesus' name. Amen. Zona, tell me something good has happened to you, something good, very quickly, because this was a staggering dream you had of people in hell. Very quickly, tell me about it. Well, that. I've seen a lot of flaky people. I've seen, you can't compromise. Your, your ministry is, and your success in ministry and serving God is in your character and integrity, not how good you preach, in your character and integrity first. And I had a dream of hell, and I saw the, I, saw, I was on a cliff, I saw a cliff, and I saw people falling into hell with Bibles. That's what I saw. So the outside isn't what counts. It's the inside. Do you have the Word of God, the Messiah of Israel, inside of you? Well, if you have sin inside of you, He can't be inside of you. This is the good news. If you repent of your sins, Amen. turn from those sins and turn to God, He'll give you the power to overcome. He'll cause your sins to be wiped away. And then you ask him to live inside of you and be Lord of your life. And then you read the Bible and you serve him. It's so simple. You need help to be confused. But where we're living right now and the times we're living right now, if you do not turn to God, you're sugar. That's a Hebrew word. And it means crazy. <laughs> Stop being Meshuggah. Make Jesus your Lord. Let me tell you something. There is no greater peace, purpose, meaning than making Jesus Lord in your life. Zona Hayes Morrow has faced death 13 times, has been through anorexia, bulimia, kidney failure, dialysis, anemic blood condition, low potassium, was diagnosed with lupus and given 30 days to live and almost died of congestive heart failure. Now she wants to impart to you the supernatural keys given to her by her father, Norval Hayes, and from the other generals of the faith, so you too can be an overcomer and walk in every promise that God has for your life. Call now and get Zona's powerful book, Get a Grip, What to Do When You're at the End of Your rope and her anointed three-part audio CD teaching, Overcoming Faith. Yours for a gift of only $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9195. God's supernatural healing miracle power can flow through you every single day. Through this powerful book and anointed three-part audio CD teaching, you will receive an impartation of stubborn faith that will never quit. Obtain supernatural power to walk in faith every moment of the day. Understand how supernatural faith and patience work together to bring victory. 
Don't miss out on getting Zona's powerful book, Get a Grip, What to Do When You're at the End of Your Rope, and her anointed three-part audio CD teaching, Overcoming Faith. Yours for a gift of only $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9195. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural, P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9195 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. Next week on It's Supernatural. Our show has one of the true generals of the faith. Dr. Norval Hayes, 86 years young. And the doctors, the doctors say uh, that when they examine him, they can't imagine how someone can be that, that healthy. And not only, not only that, at one point, uh, Norval had 14 uh, business corporations, of which many were million-dollar corporations. So how did a man have such favor at 86 to have health like that? How did a man have such favor uh, uh, to uh, have all these corporations? He found out in heaven, and he's going to teach you.